Welcome back to Counterspin and our 4th of July election rigging show. You're at Central Command as we drill down into the facts and evidence of the various players in the political, social, media and cause spaces to investigate who's who in the zoo. Joining me again, of course, is Damien DeVent, my co-host, and he will also be bringing facts and evidence that you will not want to miss. Um, we can actually say right now that www.counterspinmedia.com is alive and kicking. So if you'd like to go visit that website, have a look through it. Site resources will give you more alternative platforms for news. Um, we suggest switching off your mainstream media so you stop getting inundated with crap and actually start getting the facts and evidence that we like to bring to you. Um, the farmers are ramping up the pushback um, via Groundswell New Zealand. On July 16th, around the country, they will be holding uh, rallies, protests, to um, highlight the various um, dangers of allowing the New Zealand government to continue to push the draconian legislation. Um, the Royal Commission of Inquiry, the, and the family-friendly sticker you see up there, there's Groundswell. The family-friendly uh, sticker is available. You'll be able to find that. I don't actually have right at the moment the information to hand on that, or I haven't checked my inbox. Uh, but there it is there. Uh, wherever you see that, we'll try and get up on our website or up on uh, in the show notes uh, when we uh, put this to air uh, very shortly. Uh, today, July 4th, and we can uh, try to find you, let you know where to find that. The Royal Commission of Inquiry uh, into Abuse and State Care, um, of course, wrapped up. And uh, it is well and truly acknowledged, with police apologies and all, and everyone ducking for cover, that what happened to the survivors, and those, of course, who sadly didn't make it this far to see this justice play out, um, was indeed torture. And uh, there is information coming to hand that ground-penetrating radar is being sought to look for mass graves. Much like we saw in Canada with some of the uh, places over there, um, this could go a lot deeper, a lot faster. So we will, of course, like we said before, continue with this and we'll bring it to you as we as we bring it in. Okay, we're also on Getter. Now, there's a lot being said about the Getter profile. You'll see it up there. Um, we're on Getter, so you can follow Damien Dement, Brad Flutey, myself, Calvin Alp. Uh, that's at Calvin Alp. Damien Dement, I think it's at Damien Dement. Yep. Uh, follow Brad Flutie at real, the real Brad Flutie because someone hijacked his other one. Of course, made a, we'll call it parody or satire one. Uh, a lot of these fake accounts from trolls who are deliberately trying to um, uh, dive bomb the platform will be um, eviscerated from that platform as soon as possible anyway. Yep. Um, what else we got? We also have... Oh, actually, just on that, Damien, uh, they say that... Uh, flattery uh, that um, uh, imitation is the best form of flattery. So these guys, we are very flattered that you would. Uh, yeah, like. I've already had a. I've already found one count that was trying to take a uh, sort of take a take the piss, and uh, it's already been suspended. So I'm really grateful <laughs> to Getter for actually realizing what is bullshit and what is not. And yep. uh, it's finally nice that we, the rational supremacists <laughs> of the world, uh, right. actually have a platform that will listen to us and allow us to engage in real free speech open dialogue real discourse how's that man two ears and one mouth means conversation <clears throat> but uh we um apparently in new zealand they just want us to wear masks and uh it's and i feel like I, i'm probably not alone in this i know other people here in the uh, in the studio agree don't you feel like something's coming like they're they're starting to like talk about respiratory illnesses and, oh that's it that's been pushed now yeah. so the kids can get lined up ready for the uh 
Vaccinations, just like you march the cows into the milking shed. I heard, so New, Ze- I heard New Zealand, uh, a New Zealand uh, clip about it, and they said emergency rooms are at the breaking point, at the brink. And I'm thinking to myself, what a crock of crap. Yeah. If, if the Ministry of Health didn't see this one coming from a year ago, knowing full well that after locking down the nation in a lockdown, that there wouldn't be some sort of type of hangover or shadow that we would experience this year with everyone getting the cold and flu – that's all it Especially is. With seasonal changes. Cold and flu, man. That's it. Um, but they will use it as the justification to further escalate. Um, yeah, and they'll push that very hard. Of course they will. They, they need to. Because their whole uh, their whole game is uh, peddling fear. There is no there is no reason um, for us to have been doing the things that we're doing, considering what a crock of shit COVID is. That's right. So Okay, and um <clears throat> Mike King earlier on. Um, was on uh, TV, basically saying that Ashley Bloomfield was responsible for killing kids uh, through their lack of funding his organisation that actually provides the finance mm. to help um, in the mental illness and um, yeah, me- mental wellness. Yep. So if you're if you are a New Zealander and mm. you do not make the uh, criteria to be seen by a DHB for mental health, Mike King's organization is a funder. They are right. they provide money to individuals so they can go and get that care that they actually need. Because the system, while it's meant to be uh, catering to all New Zealanders, honestly doesn't. Yep. And so Mike King has stepped in valiantly and doing the right thing. Very good job. Uh, uh, but by conveying his own opinion, saying that he feels that Ashley Bloomfield and others are essentially killing children because of the lack of care and attention to mental wellness and funding. Guess what? That's his opinion. <clears throat> He's allowed to say it. You dramatic or not? He did. Truth he it. did later on in an article, a uh, Facebook post, I believe, uh, retract that, saying you know he was under pressure and that, and he was very tired because he would be. He's working his guts out. Um, so I've got to actually say that in a previous show, I did. Intimate it was that it was my belief that Jacinda Ardern, Sean Hendley, Susie Wiles, Ashley Bloomfield are guilty of murder through the reckless disregard for human life, pushing an experimental vaccine that has no efficacy and safety tests. Um, so I must say, I absolutely do not push back from that. I do not pull back from it. Yeah. I double down on it, and I state that to be an absolute fact. That's my belief, and I and I will not retract it. So there you go. Fair enough. And as you should, you're allowed to stand behind your opinions. You know, no one has received harm. No one has died. Uh, there's no injury to anyone. Unlike them, and they're pushing the crap. Yep, exactly. And and the, for, the crap is is such an orchestrated machine. The amount of people involved in creating the noise that we all have to uh, endure and ingest yeah. um, <clears throat> is staggering. And we want to show... Now that's a virus. That's, yeah, that's they, the virus. They are a virus. They're all a virus. Information terrorists, those pricks. Well, so after the earlier part of our segment where we saw um, Joe Von Pulitzer from the States and we were talking about the length of, of the election rigging, I want to talk to you guys and show you guys a little bit um, about what I'm seeing here in New Zealand around the same types of methods being implored against us to spin the narrative, to silence us, to create a very narrow band of, of, of thinking so that the government can continue pushing hate speech legislation and other things that are going to essentially just whittle down yeah. your rights. So um, go ahead. And you've eventually – you've actually essentially got what is a, actually a relatively small group of complete lunatics trying to run the asylum. Yep. You've got a, a, a few people who are pushing for change – they want you to believe that the junk you have in your pants isn't really yours, and that you should be a female or something like that. Now, I, I, we've got no, that we've got no hatred 
towards anyone who wants to live their life the way they want to live it. We don't really care. That's up to you. You're free to do whatever you want. Yep. But don't try to tell us that we have to be a certain way. Don't tell. Don't try and take the manhood away from men. I mean, like, attack on Utes, for Christ's sake. Just How dumb was that, right? Stupid. I mean, what, is Jacinda going to haul Clark up and say, Clark, you can no longer drive that Ute, mate? You no, know? talk about an own goal. I um, I thought the same thing myself. Do, do they not think that there are other people out there? They just the, don't think. Of the left-leaning persuasion that don't happen to use these types of vehicles for their utility? Yeah. Of course not. They don't think that way. It was... It was designed to hurt capitalism because the very people in our government are not fans of capitalism. They find capitalism to be a burden because it allows people like you and I or Kelvin or anyone who's watching us to work hard in your life and be able to stand on your own two feet. And that way you're a free agent. You don't have to worry about what the government thinks of you or what anyone else thinks of you. At that point in time of your life, you can be more honest about anything because you don't have to have the fear of repercussion. And that's why we are doing this, because yep. we no longer have that fear here. At Counterspin, we are so tired of what we're seeing by the mainstream media and what's happening in New Zealand that we would rather risk it all to tell you guys the truth than continue on the charade. Yeah, exactly. And that's why Groundswell in New Zealand and their up-and-coming protests will also include those ute lovers. <laughs> Quite a few of them out yeah, there. Yeah, the farmers are waking so support up. support them. The farmers absolutely are waking are. up because the farmers recognize the tyranny at our hands, and we must recognize that the farmers are the largest voting bloc in New Zealand because of the primary nature of their jobs and what they can do for our country. If they want to stop the music, they can do it. They did uh, not vote Labour. Yep, and they didn't vote Labour. And you'll see in a few weeks that their protests, you know, you're going to see tractors, utes, tradies, farmers, and their supporters all around New Zealand really getting boisterous about the fact that this isn't the nation that we grew up in. This isn't yeah. the nation we want to continue to grow up in, and we need to make a change. And this is all about up here. It's not about violence. It's not about physical threats. It's all about using your head and your heart to communicate What's going on wrong? And let's see if mainstream media will cover those protests. What they usually do is they'll find uh, a protest. <clears throat> they'll take it on a certain angle. So you've only got a couple of stragglers down the end and they'll say only 20, 30 or 100 turned up. If they panned it round, however, as fake news has a bad habit of not doing, uh, they would see thousands upon thousands of other people. And that's what you get all the time. Or they show up media. late. They show up late when after... You know, three quarters of the crowd has left. Has gone home. Yeah, and exactly. Made and that, we've clear. seen that before. Um, this is what the, the media tend to do. They tend to always cover things from the best angle to support their ongoing agenda. And remember, these people get paid with your tax dollars. Do. Me and Kelvin, Sarah, all the people in the studio, we don't get paid right. to do this. We it's do this because we love you. We love our country. And we're so tired of seeing the way it's going. And we don't care what color you are. So let's yeah. get that right now. We're not white supremacists. <sighs> And anyone who says otherwise, provide the facts and evidence. Show us. Yeah. Because you got nothing. Exactly. I can. I have a lot of evidence that I want to show you guys around some of the weird and twisted people who are are not elected officials, but they have a lot of influence over and your, saying what you your, get fed. What your free speech will yeah. look like. So, um, what do you want to play first? We'll, we'll play a clip, eh? And um, when we come back from that, you can just dive right into absolutely. It. So at the risk of sounding like we're a mutual backpatting association, I'm going to agree with all of my colleagues here about the various definitions of dismiss and malinformation. I think it is interesting to talk about disinformation from the perspective that we worry about disinformation when it comes from powerful agents. 
so it's useful to actually note the origin of the term disinformation, which uh, cropped up in the 1930s when certain people accused the Soviet government of being engaged in a massive conspiracy to uh, to produce fake verdicts in a series of trials in Moscow. And the Soviet Union's response to these accusations was, no, that is disinformation, disinformation, where the term comes from. And it turns out the people who were spreading disinformation were the Soviets because there was a massive conspiracy being run by Stalin at the time to render false verdicts in a trial. So the origin of the term is actually kind of amusing because it was disinformation agents who coined the term and then put it into use. Because this is all in line. There we go. Oh, look at that. We're back. And you we're just back. caught us. We're having a bit of a, a hooey bit here, of a hooey. but there's plenty of dewey going on. So that particular person, that clip you just watched, uh, that person, uh, as you heard at the very, um, maybe at the beginning of that video, they're actually going to move to China next year to be an associate professor. Uh, that individual was one of uh, one of the key resources um, that was used by the New Zealand Classifications Office, where the chief censor sits to write a very large report, uh, about 58 pages long, that was produced in June, la uh, um, just last month. And uh, the that particular report issued by the Classifications Department is the ongoing justification and basis for the hate speech law that they're trying to push in. Now remember, that hate speech law does include political status it seems like if you try and question someone's political status they obviously they somehow want to rope in racism or any other type of discrimination they can conjure up related to minorities so i want to get into um, some of these these uh, uh slides in a second but what i wanted to say outright is that i'm a kiwi and an american i was born in america but I moved to New Zealand in 1989 as a nine-year-old boy. Kiwikin. Yeah. yeah. I, I literally went to primary school, intermediate, and high school here. I love this country. Um, my family uh, on my mum's side have been in New Zealand since the 1860s. Uh, so I've, I'm definitely here. My family's here. My son was born here. I've got lots of extended family. I love this nation. Now, I'm going to talk to you about some people in these slides that are American like me. And they've betrayed their nation, they've betrayed our nation, and they've betrayed themselves for the things that they have done. I'm deeply ashamed of these Americans coming to New Zealand to try and use their sway, their their influence, to try and take away your rights. Um, so I want to put that out there, that I have no problem exposing Americans because I don't stand with people based on their nationality. I don't stand with people based on their race. I stand with people based on their morality. And these people are bankrupt morally. So um, let's get into this slideshow. The slideshow is known as the, the edge of the infodemic. Now, you'll notice in New Zealand when it comes to deep state-led initiatives, they love pink. They really do because it's that whole, I'm going to disarm you. If I, if I have pink, therefore you never think that something pink could ever be bad for you, that Everything that pink is is lovely and soft and takes care of you. Actually, they used to paint prison cells in pink because it had a calming effect on people. Yep. So if they pinkerize you, they can then feed you easily a lot of their brainwashing material. So this this information uh, was produced here. Uh, the, there's three organizations in front of you. There's Tepunaha Matatini, uh, Toa Toa, and Internet New Zealand. Now, Tepunaha Matatini is the think tank at the University of Auckland that actually carves out and sculpts the narrative that we listen to. 
they also think about how to counter people like Kelvin and I, Brad Flutie with Outspoken, Carol Sakey, the team down in the South Island with, with Adam Nuttall and Freedom Factory. Anyone who does not agree with the narrative, Tepunaha Matatini and academic celebrities amongst them, literally think about how do we shut these people up? And so how do they do it? This is how they do it. Internet New Zealand um, has a sub-department within it called tohatoha.org. Toatoa.org is run by two Americans, both women, I think. I'm not sure. Um, but these two individuals, one is called Mandy Hank. You'll see her there on the left. She's the chief executive of Toa Toa. And then on the right there, very far right wearing pink, is Emmy Bavensi. Now, um, Mandy Hank is from the United States. She's from Indiana. She's been a librarian her entire life. Um, and um, her whole thing is that she's into library management systems. So if there was ever going to be anyone who could be close to a digital book burning, it would be someone like Mandy Hank. So you have to think of it this way, digital book burning. Don't worry about the guy in the middle of those two women. He, he's not for the conversation. But the woman on the right, Emmy Bavensi, is a very big problem. Yeah. She mm -hmm. is a data scientist, a hacker, uh, who has come to New Zealand, only been in New Zealand less than six months. Yes, this woman has been able to speak in front of parliamentary select committees talking about the scourge or the dangers of free speech. Now, the background on this woman is staggering. Um, what she does is she has huge, enormous capability to utilize the API or the internet access of various social media platforms. So she connects a really large computer to all these various social media platforms and sucks up huge amounts of specific data that she defines the criteria. Once she's defined that criteria, it could be a picture this big, but only she focuses just on this tiny little subset of keywords um, because they want to paint um, as anyone who who speaks against the narrative or talks against the government as being fringe or crazy yeah, or, exactly. or, or dangerous. And so this woman eavesdropped on all New Zealand social media communication on, on what they describe as fringe platforms. And the reason why they're fringe is because we've been persecuted as Twitter users, as Facebook users, that if we share anything that, that we know to be true, but the mainstream media and social media disagree with us. Yeah. They throw our accounts out. They kick us off the platform. And so this woman assists with that by providing them handles, content, and she sends that information to the, to the university where they use all the available information to craft their narrative against us. Now, Emmy is a real concern because in the United States where, where Emmy has been living, she's been in Arizona. Now, Earlier in this episode, we were talking to Jovan or Jovan Pulitzer about the American election rigging in Arizona. Well, she was living in Tucson, Arizona, right near the southern border, and she's not a fan of of, of borders. She actually would prefer there was no borders at all. Um, she also spent the entire time she was in Arizona learning how to refute election rigging questions that were brought up because of um, people's obvious curiosity when they see or hear something about election rigging we all want to know more emmy's job is to make sure that we don't ever get to find out more and if we do find out more her next job is to make sure that they shame us until we silent we're silenced and we shut up so 
when you get, let's go back to that slide if you don't mind for a second there, guys. One sec. So this is a um, um, part of the slide that was produced here. They'll say at the top there, like 75% of people believe that there's, there's problems in, in social media. There's problems with misinformation. 84% of people feel like the um, misinformation is dangerous for society. And you can see these examples. These are from the report themselves. The one in the middle there, COVID is a hoax. <clears throat> Trump was cheated in the election. Climate change as a hoax, 5G towers, um, so on and so forth. They're trying to make it look as though the majority of people actually uh, agree with this report. And it's not the case because right. they only they only like like news polls for News Hub or TV One or whatever station. It's they're using Colmar Brunton as their data polling agency. And Colmar Brunton um, really are have a very myopic view of their data and how they present it to and the, the way world. they frame the questions Absol- to get absolutely the predetermined. And where answers. did they the geographics of their polling and their survey. So while we know that the United States election was rigged and Jovan Pulitzer described in great detail um, how they went about it, we've asked these same questions here in New Zealand. And um, it honestly, for me, we've never been able to um, get answers out of our own electoral commission. They don't want to talk to us. And so them continuing to push these reports on us is them just trying to make sure that the only source of truth is them. And so we'll keep going down. Let's go to the next slide, if you don't mind. Is it there? Oh, sorry, guys. I'm blind. There you go. I actually can't see. There we go. If you guys can read that on the far right, it says a lot of Donald Trump's tweets and other tweets about the U.S. election being rigged. So again, we're talking about a hate speech law, right? We're talking about hate speech. Yeah. But you notice that they keep talking about the Trump election. All throughout this report, they talk about refuting um, concerns or inquiries about the election. And it, so they're trying to wrap up the emotion of racism, uh, discrimination based on gender or whatever it may be. Yeah, exactly. And they're trying to <clears throat> wrap it all up with the election because they – they know that we know. And when he comes back, they're in trouble. And the crazy part is, is the people who, who have written this, um, this report come from the, the chief censor's office. Um, all of them are academics. They're all radicals. They're all politically active. And on a, from a demographics perspective, statistically speaking, they would all be considered fringe because of they, their lifestyle, their choices, and their beliefs. And yet we're meant to lead that you and I are fringe. Amazing. No, you have no fringe. You've got no hair. That's right. No, no. It's called the wide part. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, the strangest thing about this report and, and the chief censor's office is that racially motivated uh, extremists are getting more and more involved in how to push the agenda forward because in New Zealand – Everything race is front and center. Um, you've got factions of, within government who are desperate to push the Hipuapua document, which would uh, essentially strive for 50-50 governance. Between- which we do not support. No. So, so that ignoramus out there who's going on about us and talking about how we support Hipuapua and that we don't. We actually brought it up Who said we support Hipuapua? Oh, guess who? Um, oh, we, mate. <coughs> we, we brought it up before and we said the dangers of it. 
So we don't support it in any way, shape or form. So, so anyone out there peddling that misinformation, he's actually well known to do that. Um, you're an idiot. You're wrong. As usual, any facts and evidence is what we bring. Yeah. So there it goes. So, yeah, and, you know, and the problem is, is that that person who said that stuff about us supporting the Hipua document, they kind of sit in the same catchment as a lot of these other people listed on the slide behind me. Exactly. Tina Nata, Emmy Bavinci. Um, Tina Nata was one of the women who helped um, contribute to Lee Williams getting fired from his job. That's right. She uh, works for Environmental Science and Research. She's a contractor, but she went out of her way to contact Sinlay uh, to make him get fired from his job. And she was she's um, a very big part of this discussion around hate speech. And for a woman who is insisting on that she only works for Nati Perot and not anyone else, again, it's that bias. And uh, so anyone, I, my opinion, I'm going to say this outright. If you are a person who is pushing a race agenda, even fleetingly, you're the problem. You are. You are absolutely the problem. He pua pua is a is a bastard of a document. It's absolutely discriminatory and racist to its core. And uh, I support freedom for all people. All people equal under the law. One law. Real simple. And that couldn't get any more equal than that. But they don't want us to have that equal right or even equal authority to vote. Because um, if we had equal authority to vote, we wouldn't have had a rigged election. Exactly right. <clears throat> so... One of the things that with the election itself in New Zealand, as Jovan spoke about, New Zealand does paper ballots. We do have centralization of tabulation. Yeah. And the organizations that do the tabulation for us are actually very corrupt. So, for instance, um, when I – after the New Zealand election, I asked um, the Electoral Commission of New Zealand. I said to them point blank, you know – how can you give us reassurance uh, that that what's happened in the United States election hasn't suddenly occurred here in New Zealand? Um, and they replied back with just simply no. <laughs> I, you know, and and <laughs> when not even a courtesy, not even a curtain, not, not even nothing else. Special, just yeah. So I emailed them, and when I did email them, um, the response I got was from a senior legal advisor, which I thought was crazy because you know it was a really rudimentary basic question yeah um but apparently it was a concern enough for someone senior legally to to deal with it um so we're going to move over to we're going to look at emmy bavensi some more so it is delving this is emmy bavensi okay she lives here in new zealand i have no idea how she got into new zealand just a few short months ago is she transitioning or i think so um not sure um, she should be. It was actually a legitimate question, people. That wasn't a um, yeah, no um, mistake. Um, so Emmy's from, I believe, Portland, Oregon, or from the Oregon area. Now uh, I too am from Oregon and I've uh, lived there. And um, in particular, in Portland is Antifa, Rose City Antifa, and they're extremely uh, one of the most aggressive um, uh, Antifa branches in in the U.S. As a matter of fact, if you'd ask anyone where the most concentrated radicals of Antifa are, they would say Portland, Oregon. And Emmy herself is, she describes herself as a, as a data journal, but she, she's really into, she says she's into hate, disinfo and complexity. But when you look at what she's actually into, she's actually into radical empathy. So while she describes herself as a data scientist, she's more of a, I'm going to use data science to, um, to skew what I uh, try and uh, project, but she's radically into empathy, this, which is uh, more. 
Mutualism. Mutualism, mutualism. yes. Solar punk mutualism. Wow. Internationalism. Yeah, she's not, she doesn't like borders. She's very much a communist. And, um, well, this got, is it modern communism? So, yeah, no, but she, she actually wrote a blog called Tanky Wiki. And this, oh, it's a, let's a look tank, into what a tanky is. A, a tanky, mate, tankies are awesome. Um, <laughs> I never even knew they existed. So a tanky was coined as a way to describe members of the Communist Party of Great Britain who supported crushing the Hungarian uprising in the 50s, followed by the Moscow Line. Uh, this event caused a split amongst communist parties. Support for this action destroyed the credibility of the CPGB, amongst other Marxists. Now, um, interesting, as you look at the tanky wiki and about us, it says here, highlighted, this document is maintained by a small but, by, but diverse network of Marxists, anarchists, progressives, and other aligned leftists. Wherever possible, including state documents or perspectives of communists or leftists from affected areas, the larger communities in which we, which much of this information was developed, are mostly from non-U.S., are heavily queer and largely non-white slash Western. So I don't wow. think that the people that <clears throat> that sh that um, feed her ideology, feed her philosophies, represent anything other than their own fringe, yeah. extremely tiny little fringe. Whereas I think that we're kind of more. Middle of the road, right? Exactly. And here I was thinking that a tanky was actually someone in the armored division in the army. No, no, it was it was go figure. Go figure. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And she has some really abs um really strange things to say. So here's a tweet from her. Um, she's actually tweeting here at the top here from December of uh, 2020. She's tweeting with a known New Zealand terrorist. Haha, <laughs> I can tell you they had handlers. One of the most powerful moments for me was doing the haka in Parliament because. The Pakiha are visibly uncomfortable in their own space, designed them, um, designed to make them comfortable and enforce their norms. How brown is she? This space was effectively reclaimed. And she's very white. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Identity crisis. And then yeah, Maybe she's transnational. Next down, she's 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 tweeting here with Paparoa, anti-fascist Auckland, and some others. And you know, Paparoa and anti-fascist Auckland are these people have gone heavily for our social media, to silence us, to shame yeah. us, to, to dox us. And she says, um, yeah, they say he's a political prisoner and who taught these dweebs leftist terms. So here she is acknowledging the fact that she's acknowledging their own playbook. Yep. And that's, that's the brazenness of these people. Even down the bottom, she says, white people should feel embarrassed that you need to say this because it's so baseline. <laughs> and she's saying this to Tina Nata, the same woman... This, the same woman who, with her with her mokokoai who stands on her her moral high horse and can take down people's jobs and and say her horrific crap about people <clears throat> cancel people to the point of ruining a man's life um and yet these people simply by virtue of their extremist left-wing views that are supported by the government stand tall they stand tall they they get they get allowed to do this like the antifa in portland oregon when they're um burning down half the damn city <clears throat> they were being arrested and let straight back out the, the back door yep. of the jails because it was all funded by the same people that protect them. So Emmy, apart from her activism here, she, she she's an activist in a very active way. She she does writing for the Center, um, Center for um, Analysis of the Radical Right. She's also um, the Center for a Stateless Society. These things are all, all in gender one world government, no borders, um, less speech, 
uh, and and discrimination against those who just simply disagree. Yeah, you know, and that's it. Like I'm, I don't, I don't have a gun. I don't, I don't terrorize people. I don't mock people for for just existing. But these people do. Um, they feel quite inclined to be able to say and do whatever they want with impunity. It's quite funny because if the hate speech laws that they're mm. proposing actually get applied properly, most of these people will be taken off taken off the air. Yeah, I mean, I know that hate speech is, is pretty important to understand is that they're changing hate speech from the traditional realm to the really superficial realm. Yeah. Okay? Um, hate speech is like making fun of someone because they've got a disability and they can't change it. You know, right. making someone's deformity because they had an accident or whatever it may be. Yeah. But hate speech isn't, I disagree with your politics. That's not hate speech. That's just lefties wimping out. So let's go to that next slide. Um, I'll get that one here. Over on the far right-hand side, um, there's a tweet at the bottom behind Kelvin. I'll just read it out. It says, Emmy is an anti-Semite trash and repulsive smear artist who casually and publicly slanders people as racist because race plays no role in their life except as an online defamation toy. I won't be surprised if Emmy starts a neo-Nazi party within a few months. Now, that was written by a journalist who's been around the truth movement for a long, long time. And his name is Glenn Greenwald uh, from The Intercept. And he's also uh, written a book called Securing Democracy. Now, he has 1.6 million followers, and if he says this about um, Emmy Bavensi, and also Jovan Pulitzer says the same types of things about her, she's toxic for this country. So how did she get into our country? Who let her in? Who hired her? And who's supporting this? And who's likely to give her hugs? Yeah. I don't want to hug her. I want to send her home. Um, and even then, I hope America thinks twice about letting her back in. She can go live in, like, she can go live in China. So um, next, um, here's an example of some of her work. Emmy Vensi, um, not long after the U.S. election, was was watching over social media as well as um, One America News Network's feed, and she was doing basically scatter graphs and, char and charts to demonstrate um, people talking about and second-guessing the U.S. election because we know it was rigged. Biden and them and the media have done everything they can to say, oh, that was the, the best election ever, uh, and just sort of move on with their show rather than giving anyone the opportunity to actually question the results. And their catchphrase, the big lie. It is the they're big lie. constantly pushing anyone who questions the election, you know, they're pushing the big lie. It is the big lie. <clears throat> and The big lie is actually the fact that Biden won. That's the big lie. Biden won, and the the bigger lie. I mean, the, the bigger lie is that Biden won. The bigger lie behind that is that the media have been honest with us, and they haven't. Um, no. If we go uh, down the one, we'll go on the next one here. Here we go. So on this slide, you're looking at guys that's behind us now. At the top, there is a tweet from Debbie Nariwa Packer. For those of you who don't know, she is a politician here in New Zealand who is pushing race division heavily. Now it's really really funny that you can get two pictures of debbie naru packer side by side one from just a few short years ago and um and debbie today and she's been radicalized um and if you look below that someone replied to her and said that um she had said it's been three weeks since our official request and call for a joint task force against anti-maori white supremacist violence after threats were made towards myself and etc etc well this funny tour this maori fellow replies back and says uh, Tufaritoa, which is a tribe in the central North Island, do not support your purity spiral in conjunction with crown jurisdiction. And 
this person capitalized crown because that uh, hate speech uh, report that we started talking about at the beginning of this, well, that is copyrighted by the crown. Crown. It's literally a corporate um, jurisdiction, corporate entities trying to silence us. So there's another, like we said before, the iwis are corporate models that take away from the whanau hapu. And the uh, crown, of course, is a fake jurisdiction. It's a corporation. So all of these people, mm-hmm. you bend them over and live. Absolutely. Crown copyright on stamped on their asses. And you might ask yourself, okay, how how do they hold this together? They've got people in parliament, they've got people in media, they've got people in academia, but they yeah. also need foot soldiers in the street to make this happen. They're useful idiots. Like in the states, we've seen it. It's been Antifa, but Antifa in the states have been so radicalized to an extreme level that they actually physically cause harm to people. Yeah. Um, whereas New Zealand, the Antifa members tend to sort of stay within the social media realm. People don't often understand what is Antifa. Well, back in 1933, as Jovan uh, explained, anti-fascism was brought out to be anti-fascist. Except the problem with that was is that everything these people did to fight fascism was, was, fascist. a- was actually fascism in yeah. itself. The purest definition of it. Well, fast forward to today, and Antifa are no different. They are the paramilitary um, wing of left-leaning ideologies that want total control. And um, I know that I've, I've seen video of Emmy Bavensi speaking out about how there's malicious rumors that were coming out about how um, Antifa were training militants in Syria and Antifa were um, setting up. They called that a conspiracy yeah, theory. Setting, you know, and, Check this out. And there's Antifa throughout Syria. <laughs> there's, there's Antifa uh, flags in Syria. And Emmy also said that there was a number of fires um a couple of years ago and last year in the United States, up and down the West Coast. Um, and a lot of people came out and said that it was Antifa who were setting all of these fires. And sure enough, there's Antifa. These people are all out there in their firefighting equipment. And that's Northern California. So these people, and Emmy supports Antifa. She believes in what they do. And uh, these people are radicals. And we have to... And- they're also the pro-climate change people, hence that's why they set the fires yep. to say it's climate change. Yeah, they'll set the fires, they'll, and they'll do that, and then they'll say, oh, it's been a record drought, and it's because of climate change. Exactly. And it's just, it's an absolute crock. It's it's sad, but they've become exceedingly effective at being able to bamboozle us. Um, so, and who funds who funds Antifa? Yeah. And this is where the, the whole anti-Semitism thing comes in. Uh, because it is George Soros there who he helps is. fund Antifa. Uh, George Soros himself is a Hungarian born, but um, he himself helped the SS collect um, the assets of uh, Jews during uh, at the end uh, during World War II. This man's evil. Okay, um, he and he through his his various foundations, associations, uh, and business entities actually causes a great deal of harm to all of us. And whenever anyone brings it up, George Soros behind it, they immediately say that we're, you know, anti-Semite, that we're against Jews. That's yeah. not actually. All the you got to do all. is look at some of his, the interviews he's done. You just done look at the in interviews. Words. Yeah, it's horrible stuff. Yeah. And so, who does who do with people like George Soros um, and Emmy Bavensi and media involved? You get you have other players. Okay, next one is 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 how corrupt Iwi or corrupt Maori people look. are being used to. Um, again, further further the race divide, the race shaming. So Rangi Kimara, who's your, behind your us now man. here, he is a convicted New Zealand terrorist. He's done time in jail. 
Um, he wanted to set up some militants, ISIS-style militant training camps back in 2007, and uh, WikiLeaks dumped uh, a, an invest, a police investigation into uh, Rangi Kimara on WikiLeaks, and uh, we read it all, and it was juicy as. And um, what was out of it that that we realized with with Rangi Kimara is that not only was he a was he a terrorist back in the day, he got caught and he went to jail. But he now works for the Privacy Commission. He uh, he works for the Privacy Commission, and he sends journalists and other people information that he gleans. He hacks. He's uh, he's his hacker name is known as Raw Shark, and some of the crap that he says is hilarious. Like um, in this investigation, Rangi Kimar is talking about tungsten projectiles, two two threes, and how they will go through the cop's vest, through the cop, and through his mate standing next to him. That's the kind of um, ill will that this man has against us he's proudly anti-fascist as a matter of fact when donald trump came out and said that they're gonna turn antifa into a, um, a, terrorist, a, a, organization? a terrorist organization designate them a terrorist organization rangi kimara came right out and said i'm anti-fascist antifa is in my blood and he fine if that's the case um but we don't want it here rangi you're you, you are letting Communists overseas hijack your own people, and you're okay with it because you would rather see your end be right than be wrong. And so you will follow this along, all of your minions. It doesn't matter if it's the academics, the media, or the government, or the Maori extremists, and you're all being exposed bit by bit. And it's all, and the reason why you're being exposed is not because of really good work by us. It's because some of the things you say and do are so insane that it's hard not to laugh. I mean, at one point, Rangi Kimara, who's of Maori persuasion, you'll see him up there with a tattoo on his face. He actually called a Polynesian man, his name's Elliot Ikele, who's Samoan and Maori and other um, other races. He's a pedigree mongrel. He um he called him white supremacist. So like. That's I don't know how that's possible, but it's only because Elliot disagreed with Rangi Kimara. Elliot has more um, conservative opinions, and he shares them freely. But Rangi Kimara doesn't like that. He doesn't like us speaking our minds because, again, the more we speak our minds, the more rational it becomes. Yeah. The more crazy they look. So goes against the grain. Yeah, totally. And unfortunately, in in where these people get their power from is is the United Nations. It's the United Nations uh, UN um, directive regarding indigenous peoples. Uh, it's the push by media and pushing um, race pride. Because I, I absolutely get why there's Maori people out there right now who who in one way feel really good that finally Mauridom is getting some exposure in their opinion on on media. But at the same time, these people are also going, you know what? They realize they've been used. They're being used. And <clears throat> and I don't say that because I have prejudice against Maritim. Oh, I don't. I have prejudice against, against assholes. Um, idiots. Idiots, yeah. yeah. But I, I want to put it out there for everyone. This is not a race war. This is about good people versus bad people. And I notice the UN seems to be compartmentalized like, like these people. Yep. One part of the UN seems to be doing good, like in the uh, Royal Commission of Inquiry, abuse into state care. Yeah. That was initiated by Paul Zentro <coughs> going to the um, uh, United Nations because the New Zealand government just covered it up. Yep. The United Nations then said to New Zealand, you better do the investigation mm. or reopen the investigation, otherwise we'll do it for you. 
New Zealand government wanting to control all that, of course, settle this up. I think there's still the uh, terms of inquiry are quite still quite narrow. They should be far-reaching. Mm. Um, but like I said, we'll follow that story and we'll see exactly how they come out and if the top people actually get taken down. And then you've got the other side of the United Nations that are pushing this complete socialist Marxist agenda, and it's just it's um how, how, how quickly can we rewrite history? Yeah. It's incredible. Um, if you could skip a few slides there, that'd be great. Go down to the one with the Privacy Commission. Here we go. So yeah, that one. I just want to prove it to you guys that this is uh, from the Privacy Commissioner's website in New Zealand. This is uh, Rangi Kimar. He is a contractor to them, providing services to journalists, lawyers, and other professionals that require privacy platforms to communicate with clients. He also wants to set up the development of a secure drop so that he can allow for private communications or whistleblowers to come forward. I honestly can tell you that he's not making that platform secure drop for um, actual whistleblowers. He's doing it for the deep state because if there are whistleblowers out there, the deep state wants to know who they are. So <clears throat> we're going to lull them into a false sense of security thinking there's going to be some sort of secure drop. Details. And then all of a sudden you've been caught by the deep state. Um, and that's what the deep state don't want. They don't want to uh, be caught. I know so because um, on this next slide here is about a woman named Kate Hanna. Kate Hanna is a director at Tepunaha Maratini, that is that think tank at the University of Auckland. She locked her profile recently because she's a racist and she's an idiot, um, but because she knows that I'm on to her. Um, in, um, she is pushing like nothing else the Hipuapua doctrine. Right there you'll see white supremacism. Um, stop asking. White supremacists, what they think. Nope. And had to punctuate. Nope. I had to put a full no, stop after No oxygen, everyone. no sunlight. You know? um, <clears throat> and she's herself is, is Pakia. She's white. She's a lifelong career academic. Her role within Tipunaha Maratini is misinformation and disinformation. That's actually what she does. So she's like the, the head minion who decides uh, what it is that they're going to try and slander us with. And we know this because we actually have a leaked document. Look at the, look at the incestuous nature of this. Yeah. And she's one of those in one of those Twitter users with a blue tick. And those people are all ego. That's the thing I've learned about all these assholes is that they're so easy to find because they're all ego driven. Yeah. And um, they love being able to scratch each other's backs. It's just rather foul. Um, let's go to the next, uh, next one. So, here is on the left hand side is Emmy Bavensi. One of the biggest inherent vulnerabilities of democracy <clears throat> is that this if is that if it sounds right, policy is often totally wrong. Um, and she says this is a big part of what makes Trump so popular. He says things that a large number of people just think sounds right. Um, because regardless right. of how racist or absurd they are, he just channels a certain boomer Freudian. Um, so he creates a mass confirmation of bias. So you can tell there she's already got uh, a bent against boomers. Yep. She uh, she already thinks that no matter what, Donald Trump is racist, even though there's oodles of proof that he's not racist. Exactly. He's I mean, always, always been. Um, and the fact is, like you said, these people here spew this crap out time and time again. They can validate none of it. They don't mm -hmm. have any facts and evidence nope. to back it, but they put it out there anyway. And then clowns out there, look at that retweet mm -hmm. start saying trump's racist and they've never seen a damn thing to prove to prove it it's absolutely incredible yeah. the minion mindset <clears throat> oh could you back one go back one slide i want to point something out here um there we go so at the bottom behind me uh, behind the new zealand flag guys there there's a this is a, a response from emmy to rangi kimara who's um 
who's a terrorist, and to Byron Clark, who's a wimpy little Antifa fag. Um, at the bottom here, Emmy says, Grift life is hard. This is after Byron Clark and Rangi Kimara um, are commenting on me. So for a woman who works for the New Zealand government indirectly, who is here to review what we say um, and provide that information back to the New Zealand government, she sure seems to have a really biased opinion. She's not being objective. She's clearly not impartial here. So what the hell is she doing here? So anyway, that was was just one of the... Objectivity is not a requirement to work for the government. You know, and and she's, she's, well, again, well, she says that she's anti-fascist, um, you know, she can say the most shocking things. On the right there, there's uh, – in her tweet there, she's remarking that, ah, oh, yes, the fash international. And that's – right there, there's pictures of Mike Pompeo, the president of uh, uh, Brazil, and also uh, Narendra Modi from yep. India. All these people were – I would describe them as pro-capitalism, uh, pro-West, and supporters of Trump. And yet there she is, the fash international. You know, so again – no bias, total bias. It's jealousy. Total I call bias. That total jealousy because you are basically irrelevant. Yep. And um, I'll, I'll get you to slide over to the next one. I must admit, we've got to say, our tech team's working overtime with Mate, Damien. sweating. They're doing well. So here at the top, um, looking at there, there's a picture of me with wearing a red hat. Looks oh, you only wanted that up, didn't you? Yeah, I know. I, I just keep putting what up pictures of me. you saying about people wanting to be all, you know? Well. Noticed? But so here's Rangi Kimar. Remember, he works for the privacy commissioner. <laughs> free dumb, free dumb of speech, as far right activist Damien Dement would say. He's going to sue the media for saying stuff about him. Um, I, I am. I still am. All of you guys, I tend on suing you. There we go. There's Emmy at the bottom again saying, man, they're even copying the U.S. grift style. What about thinking for yourself, Damien? So again, this is January of this year. This is a woman who's come here to silence us and um the new zealand government is allowing it she's testified in front of select committees for she obviously doesn't know what the word grift means no no because i grift means i got some money out of it i where or you uh or you were i don't know off someone else's work yeah and he is not so it looks like exactly well your intellectual your intellectual capacity is about the size of a p yeah let me um that's being generous let me just have a quick glance through at something before I want to. All right, could you do me a favor? Go, um, go down to the the one with uh, from Mandy Hanks. Yep, international folks. We don't need it here. This is raw and real. <laughs> I'm gonna draw a stick figure man. Is that the one? Next one. It's my stick figure man. What do I do? Here we go. So Mandy Hank, like I said, you guys, she's an American, and she's been in a librarian her whole life, perfectly positioned for a digital book bunning. And this is her her tweets from September of last year. She's acknowledging again to uh, Rangi Kimara, yep, international folks will also pop in and stir up trouble too. Fascism is an international movement, and we've not managed to stay under the radar. She just acknowledges right there that fascism is an international movement, and we have not stayed stayed under the radar. She's so the plan was coming undercover, take to, control, and then be out there. Tell but everyone else they're fascists. But we've caught them but, out. But meanwhile, they're actually the fascists. Yep. And we've caught them out. We have caught them out. And then um, if you go to the next slide, that'd be bloody lovely. Um, here we go. I, I This one for me blows my mind. Uh, here we go. On the left here, I'll read from the top. Time for a second house, like the Senate. 
But where Maori MPs said, all legislation must be passed through the House of Representatives, equal parliament, then this is uh, this other whare, house, as well. Maori MPs elected from tribes, not electorates. And she replies back with, I like this idea, but I'm not sure that elections are the right model. Seems like electing the delegates via consensus following a hui would be a better model. That would give us time and decide on a preferred policy and goals. And then she says she's an election skeptic. Well, wait a minute. If we're going to select delegates from a hui, am I invited to that hui? Probably not. No. Not no, a guarantee. I, would you? No, would Sarah? I, I, I might be invited because I'm a pretty cool dude. But she just says herself that she's an election skeptic, that she doesn't believe in the model. And yet this woman is head of tohatoa.org.nz, which is putting out reports about New Zealand election um, uh, conspiracies about the New Zealand election. You can see clearly conflict of interest here. It's very disturbing. But, um, you know, we, this, again, is not a very exhaustive look there's a lot more information we have available and uh, we will be bringing it out as as time needs absolutely yeah at this point that i think that you guys need to have a look at what these people are up to so yeah. let's watch a quick video here on mandy uh <clears throat> and uh, our dear friend emmy and remember this video is from within new zealand's parliament it is from earlier this year in april and these two American women are involved in your freedom, and not in a good way. So let's look at our social reject lineup. My name is Mandy Hink. I'm the chief executive for Tōtoha Aotearoa Commons. I'm also a librarian with 20 years of experience accessing and evaluating information online and helping people to do so. Tōtoha is a small nonprofit organization that supports New Zealand civil servants, schools, libraries, museums, and faith community, uh, faith communities to make the digital transformation more equitable and fair. We have deep relationships with a range of communities targeted by misinformation and hate. We work through education, advocacy, and community building. Although we work across a range of issues, our current focus is misinformation. Online deception and fraud prey on our most vulnerable communities and damage the social cohesion and trust that our democratic processes rely on to maintain legitimacy. Malicious actors here in New Zealand and overseas are taking advantage of the openness at scale that social media platforms present. These actors use racialized disinformation to spread hate-driven narratives and conspiracy theories. They are a threat to our elections, our peaceful way of life, public health, and our shared understanding of truth. Our approach to misinformation is rooted in a commitment to evidence-based interventions and data-driven responses. Remedies to misinformation and extremist content require a detailed, data-driven, and up-to-date understanding of a complex social media landscape. Misinformation is a problem that can't be eliminated, but research shows that education and community building can give people the skills that they need to effectively avoid rabbit holes, correct misinformation when they encounter it online, and engage in online research safely and effectively. As part of our commitment to a data-driven approach, we have partnered with the team behind SMAP, the Social Media Analysis Toolkit, to review what occurred in the run-up to the New Zealand 2020 election. Our data confirm that the 2020 election occurred alongside a dangerous spike in online misinformation. Emmy Bevancy is the lead designer and developer of SMAT. 
She is a data scientist who has worked with Mozilla and the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe. Emmy is a doctoral fellow at the Center for the Analysis of the Radical Right and has a wide range of publications on the topic of mis- and disinformation and the dynamics of online hate. I will now hand you over to her to discuss the results of our research into the New Zealand election, um, and then I'll conclude after Emmy speaks. Emmy, over to you. Hi, um, good on sound and such. Yeah, you good, loud and clear. Um, First of all, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, it's an incredible honor in the virtual beehive. Um, <laughs> SMAT is a collective of researchers, developers, data journalists, mainstream journalists, um, and academics of a wide range. And we study particularly hate and disinformation on, on fringe platforms. And the reason why we focus on fringe platforms is because increasingly research is showing that a lot of these platforms have disproportionate impact on the mainstream impact or on the <clears throat> mainstream internet and including also on real life events. Uh, I guess recently there was a threat posted on 4chan against a specific mosque in New Zealand. 4chan is an example of one of the platforms that we focus on. Um, for the purposes of this report, we analyzed around a billion posts from a range of different known kind of infamous flat, uh, like forums, basically. And we came to some interesting conclusions, which we published in a report that was linked in our submission here. First of all, there is clear evidence of election-related myths and disinformation spreading much of which included extremist hate targeted at marginalized communities in New Zealand. At least, we also found that at least two people claiming to be New Zealand election officials were involved in spreading conspiracy theories, including about the election on fringe platforms, as well as some kind of alarming political views. Anyone with half a brain can see exactly where this is tracking. Yeah, man. I um, and the fact is, is the 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 justification, the detail that they they bring together, it doesn't add up. And um, you know, they 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 claim they know data, they claim they have the research, but they don't. They're just they're just carving off their own perfect little story to spin. And like uh, a primordial surf of. Um, Blips and dots that actually are irrelevant to the conversation. Yeah, and, and you'll see in just a few minutes, we're going to show a clip about uh, Chris Farfoy, who's the Minister of Justice here in New Zealand, who honestly can't even defend um, the hate speech policy when asked very basic, slow-pitch questions from a reporter. And From if, the mainstream media. From the mainstream media. And if, they, and if they can't even answer some of these very basic questions... It just goes to show you that it's fundamentally flawed as a as legislation piece. And what do you think that's going to happen if this guy can't define these hate speech laws that are coming? It's going to be up to the police to determine whether you intended or what you intended. So if one has a bad day, they've got it out for you, or you're deemed to be a white supremacist, yep. they'll probably be targeted first. Um, he can decide up. Oh, but even the journalists, even the journalists, journalists want to know, even the journalists want to know. Hey, can I can I write this, or am I going to go to jail? Yeah. You know, in future episodes of Counterspin might be produced inside of a uh, in front of a state prison. We'll let you know because um, you know 
We're always up for an adventure. Yeah, but this one you can't close down. No, you won't, get, won't get us. So let's check out that video. And just beforehand, remember, thanks for watching, people. We will catch you next time. Um, go to the website, www.counterspinmedia.com. And thank you to the man who single-handedly put that website together in a voluntary way, using his own time. And believe me, the time is money when it comes yep. to people like that. So he doesn't want to seek the limelight, and we won't. But that's how we work. Him. We are all volunteer core of people who just want. A and there's better a place. true patriot who actually believes in getting real facts and evidence-based information out in this so country. Go ahead and watch Chris Fafoy um, really fumble this one. If he can't answer the question, um, we shouldn't even be having this debate. And think about the implications for you. See you next. Take time. care, guys. As you say, political opinion is um, is protected. So if yeah. I write an opinion piece that says Jacinda Ardern is a communist or a dictator, could I be stung for hate speech? Well, let's not use that. Let's use something else theoretical. But we don't. Uh, we do not want this process to be seen in any way uh, that we're uh, stymieing people to give their opinion about the people that inhabit this place. Um, there are some people... So who, I can write that opinion piece well, and, and not... You, you've got the freedom to express that um, both as media, um, um, but you, your intent might not be to incite hatred against us. And who decides what my intent was? Well, um, that would be the police uh, as they gather evidence uh, for a Crimes Act defence if they were, were looking at it. Age is also one of those protected groups. So if millennials express hatred towards boomers because they don't think they're ever going to be own, able to own a house, could they be, could they be found liable for hate speech? Well, again, it's um, hatred, and we're asking for feedback on that, is a pretty particular thing. Um, and again, if it's an opinion on a particular group, um, then again, uh, it depends on what you say. But and they could, those millennials it. could be done under these hate speech laws. Well, if your intent is to incite hatred against them, um, uh, then potentially. Um, but again, it's up to the police and, and what you say. Um, I'm the Minister of Justice, I don't get to decide that. Um, but if it's something... As, we need to know your clarity of thought well, around yeah, the legislation well, though, right? Absolutely, but I, I think... So under this legislation, if millennials could get done if you're for... About millennials having a, a go at boomers about house prices, um, I, I'm not necessarily sure if that's inciting hatred. Um, uh, it, it, it might be giving an it's opinion. Up the, it's up in the air. I just, it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of clarity. Laurel Hubbard, the, the trans Olympian who's been facing criticism and bullying, would she be covered? Look, if someone were to uh, give their opinion about her as an individual, again, that's freedom of expression. That criticism is because she's part of a group, though, yeah, and if she's part of a trans to, if community. Some, if someone were to express an opinion about her as a particular group uh, and inciting hatred towards that particular group, then potentially they could be covered. As an individual, um, we can give our free and opinion. Uh, if she is part of, if they are having a crack at her because she is a part of a group that is protected under the Human Rights Act, that's a completely different kettle of fish. Okay, what about if someone said that homosexuals were going to hell? Like Israel Folau did. Look, this is the beauty of the current regime, Tova. I think um, if you are looking at inciting hatred against them, um, then particularly there could, could be uh, a criminal offence. So Israel Folau could have been, no, there no, could no, have been a criminal no, offence. But police could choose to prosecute Israel Folau for saying that homosexuals are going to hell. Well, I'm not going to get into the absolute details of every case here.
see it's all started Everything's begun And you are over Cause we're taking down the CCP Spread the word all through Hong Kong We will fight till they're all gone We rejoice when there's no more Let's take down the CCP They have all life for too long We will end what they do wrong Spread the word all through Hong Kong Let's take down the CCP